Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just the, the connection just sucks. The connection. Just, just email to me. Boom, boom, and boom. All right. Um, you know what? We've been talking for a while. Let's just let's just get right into it. Right on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is I, Don the Legend Chambers, back with you. Joined by the one and only via Skype all the way from Louisiana, Ms. Sheree Stewart. How are you doing, Ms. Stewart? I'm actually in North Carolina tonight, Mr. Chambers. Okay, let me rewind that. Coming to us from <laughs> North Carolina is Ms. Sheree Stewart. How you doing, Ms. Stewart? I'm doing very well, Mr. Chambers. How are you? Great. Awesome. Now, from what I understand, we have a special guest. Yes, uh, my friend, uh, Zeta Robinson, one of my oldest friends from high school, is here with us tonight. We just call her Zeta for short. We just call her Zeta for short. We just call her Zeta. Why don't you say hi to the... Tens of people that are listening to you. <laughs> the tens of people. <laughs> Hello, tens of people. Okay, there we go. We've got see a brand new person who's going to enliven our already lively conversation with uh, with her opinions. So you know what? We're just going to kick right into it and get started. Uh, first bit of news, and probably the most shocking bit of news. I I, I would assume you've heard. But just this past Saturday, uh, Paul Walker died. Yeah, I I heard that. Uh, it turns out it was a uh, it was a car crash. He was he was a passenger in a Porsche Carrera GT. I think it was a well, I won't say for sure that it was a um, a what you call it a um, uh, uh, drop top, but um, it slammed into a light pole in uh, Santa Clarita. Right. And did did you get a chance to see there's like um some raw footage of of the wreckage? No, I saw some pictures on yeah. TMZ on their yeah. website. I think I saw the footage on 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 uh Yahoo. No, sorry, it was um CNN like, like the raw feed there was like a news camera down there. Mm-hmm. And it was showing it, I think the car was red and I mean it was in shambles. Yeah. I don't know what they hit. But they must have been doing a good clip because that car, I, I was like, wow. Yeah. And the weird thing about that story is um, just from the, the post that we were reading online earlier was that he was, um, you know how every celebrity has the death hoax? Yeah. About them? yeah. Like, he was death hoaxed in a fiery car wreck wreck on Friday and his reps had spent all of Sunday morning denying that claim and then the accident happened Sunday afternoon where he really died. You mean Saturday? Saturday, Saturday, correct. Yeah, that, that's kind of... So he, he was death hoaxed on Friday and then actually died in the same way on Saturday. That's kind of freaky. Right? And especially because he was only 40. So he, he was a young dude and uh from what I've read and and ever heard about him, he was one of those really really cool kind of um actors who wasn't like uh he he didn't feel entitled and he wasn't you know, he he didn't really have the prima donna issues that most of them seem to have, which is really a shame that that's one that had to kind of go, you know, probably one of the really good ones 
you know, down to earth kind of guy to to have to go. So, I mean, 40 is still really young, you know. Right. And I believe, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, that he was actually on his way to a charity event to raise money for the Philippines. I think he was I think he was actually he was leaving with with a friend of his from that. Oh, okay. You know, you might from be right. That. He was either going or he was leaving, but it, it was he was having a, a charity event. You're right for for the Philippines um, out there in Santa Clarita, and and uh, I guess uh, in a really tragic bit of irony, you know, he's you know he's gotten all the fame for for the Fast and Furious series, and he's a passenger in this you know. A right. nice car that unfortunately we don't know you know if they were they going fast or, or did, did somebody cut him off and or you know have no clue as to what accident is but the fact that he dies in the car it's, it's a little yeah As, oh, of course because then you know everybody's got jokes yeah oh god speed was a factor i mean for for it to be wrecked like that i it would be I wouldn't be surprised if speed was a factor. True. So then, you know, of course, hopefully we get the details as to what actually was going on, you know. But uh, it's still kind of messed up. And and I guess uh, it's not really important. It's probably the, the least important thing, you know, when somebody, you know, uh, loses their life. But the whole thing about, you know, Fast and Furious 7 and um, – I was looking on um actually I'm looking right now at uh, uh joeblow.com and they have an update that says uh according to the Hollywood Reporter Universal and, and director uh, James Wan held a conference call this morning to discuss what the next steps will be for Fast and Furious 7. Uh the film was on hiatus for the Thanksgiving holiday but was set to resume filming. Um it is unknown how the film was completed, how much, sorry, of the film was completed before this accident or whether the release date will be changed. So that leaves what they're going to do now with Fast and the Furious 7, you know, well, totally up in the air. If, I don't know if they really filmed too much of it because they were just talking about um, possible casting choices of um, Kurt Russell and Jaiman Hunsu before the accident was announced. So I was, you know, I felt like maybe they hadn't really filmed all that much. True, but now that you know, he unfortunately is not going to be, you know, he can't come back at all. Right. How much have they filmed with him? Exactly. And, and what and, do they do with that? Yeah, where uh, do they have to start all over again? Because you know, they they will. If they need to, they will because it's just that popular of a series. And also, once you have, you know, once you have a star in any sort of franchise or in any movie or TV, you know, when a main star dies, people want to kind of come back to it and see what they do next or how they they treat it. So, you, right. you know, whenever Fast and Furious Seven comes out, it's going to make a killing that weekend just out of the curiosity factor first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's going to be um, interesting to see. It's still, you know, it's pretty messed up because he leaves behind a, a 15-year-old daughter. So it's never a great, a great kind of a situation. But um, I feel, I feel bad. I feel, I feel bad for for him. And I feel bad. I, you know, I feel bad for all his friends and, and his family. It's kind of a messed up way to way to go. Yeah, during the holidays too, it's tough. Oh. 
That's the worst way. Worst now, way at all. A side note to this story. How do we feel about TMZ being the one to break the news again on a major story like this and other, you know, quote-unquote legitimate news sources citing TMZ as their source? Like, this is kind of crazy. Like, TMZ is, is, a, is a tabloid, but it seems like they are more... Well, um, let's not confuse with being first with being correct. They, But, I mean, they've been correct on a okay. lot of... like more than not, but the fact that legitimate news sources are citing TMZ as a source before it's, you know, confirmed on their end, like, they feel comfortable enough with TMZ's level of journalism to cite them as a source. I think that's, oh, I think they are they are treading down the wrong path on that one. Because, again, they're going to base it on, well, they've been right before. I still say you got to do your due diligence, you make sure it's correct. You get, you know, you 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 try because there's going to come a point to where because look, if TMZ, you know, breaks something and then they're wrong, people are like, oh, it's just TMZ. Right. I thought it was a hoax for a long time because I would see it on other websites, see it on other pages, I'd see it on, you know, other news sources, but every single one quoted the same TMZ article. Like, no one had an independent confirmation for a really long time. Right. TMZ's website didn't come up. Yeah, and then TMZ's website was was stuck. So even if, say, TMZ was hacked or anything, Mm -hmm. and it was a bogus, or just that they were wrong, all of these other more legitimate, quote-unquote, news sources were quoting TMZ as their source. I'm not. Uh, again, I, I don't. I don't like that because especially they're they're not they're not trying to find out if those sources are valid. You know, right. they're just running with it, and it's 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 going to bite one of them in the ass. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. It, it's they've already made their mistakes on on a lot of different bigger uh, events. Like, you know, CNN had mistakes with uh, the 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 bomb the the. Boston Marathon bombings, you know, right. and, yeah. and, and, and who they came out where the, the supposed perpetrators and, and other um, other networks have done the same. But and that's again, that's that's just from trying to be first. And so this whole thing of, you know, jumping on that TMZ bandwagon, I, I think it's it's, it's going to get them. It's going to get them soon enough, you know. I don't think it's necessarily – I will say this. I, I don't think it's necessarily a huge, big deal when it comes to entertainment stories. Now, don't get me wrong. It wouldn't look good if if CNN jumps on a TMZ story about an actor being dead and he's alive and well, chilling at home. Right. You know, it makes them look really stupid, you know, but – Well, I know TMZ broke. You know, the Michael Jackson story. They oh, yeah. Broke oh, Houston, yeah. They broke Heath Ledger. Like, they've definitely been on the scene for these celebrities. But they, 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 they specialize in getting as close to these people as damn near stalking them. Oh, so, sure. So they're there when anything happens. But again... Uh, and by stalking, you mean the celebrities' publicists call them and tell them where <laughs> they're going to be, and then they hang out there. Then, yes. Listen... <laughs> And I, I, certain people will take any kind of publicity. I'm sorry. It's just that bothers me because it's like you have these celebrities who 
get upset about having the paparazzi all over them and they're like, they won't leave me alone and they're taking pictures of my crotch even though I'm wearing a short dress with no underwear and opening my legs up really wide <laughs> when I open the door to show my crotch and my publicist called them to tell them I was going to be here to have dinner, but I'm going to act like I hate it anyways. Like, that bothers me. Like, I, I feel like there's plenty of A-list celebrities who don't have the paparazzi up their asses because they don't tell them where they're going to be. I don't know anything about Denzel Washington's private life. I don't know anything about Angela Bassett's private life. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know about Will and Jada's private life, only what they want you to know. Right. So you really don't know anything about their private life because sure, they because, don't. Right, and, and all you hear is rumors, which who knows what's true or what's not. You only know what they want you to know. Right. So anybody who says that the paparazzi, they're full of crap. <laughs> they are lying through their teeth. Please. They they want them to be there, but, but they just play the game to make it because they don't want to look as desperate as they actually are. That's all. Attention, please. Attention, please. My name is Uncle Ruckus. No relation. I want to sing y'all a brand new song I just wrote called Don't Trust Them New Niggas Over There. Sing along if you know the words. Don't trust them new niggas over there Leaving they nigga essence in the air Them happy, nappy-head niggas with the fingers on the trigger Don't trust them new niggas over there Don't trust them big nostrils over yonder to suck up so much air, it'll make you wonder. Don't trust them new niggas with their spotty little nigga figures. Don't trust them new niggas over there. I won't say there's some huge movies coming out, but there's a couple interesting movies coming out, and, and I'm going to name a couple of them, and you tell me which one you're most looking forward to, okay? Okay. We've got uh, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Okay, we've got Anchorman, The Legend Continues. No. Eh. <laughs> I am, but I'm afraid. I want to okay, see wait, 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 wait. Ron Burgundy, but I'm afraid that it's just going to be the, the, the same movie. Okay, hold on, hold on. You, you can get into that. Hold on. Okay. We've got... Uh, American Hustle, eh. The Wolf of Wall Street, eh. and then I know you already have your tickets, Tyler Perry's A Medea Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I haven't even seen the previews for that yet. I just went and saw um, Catching Fire, and I saw the poster for it, and I was shocked, but not really shocked, obviously. You're always shocked when you see a Medea poster because you don't expect there to be another one, but there's always going to be another one. There's always so going to be another one. Exactly. There are a bunch of black women ready to see Medea. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Oof. laughs> you know what the scary thing is? That one might have the biggest opening weekend out of all those movies I told you. <laughs> you know what? It might. Because white people are definitely going to more black movies, and so I feel like 
there's going to be a lot of white guys on Christmas morning talking about hallelujah. <laughs> Very well. I mean, okay, it won't beat the Hobbit, but no, the nerve factor is too. Yeah, high. the nerve factor is too high. But boy, it'll probably surprise you how much money that'll make opening weekend. It, it's crazy. Now, unlike the two of you, I am looking forward to Anchorman. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be funny. I'm, I want it to be funny, Don. I do, and I. I'm hoping it's going to be funny, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I don't want it to be The Hangover 2, you know? You're right. Yeah, The Hangover 2 is kind of crappy. The Hangover was, 2 was The Hangover, hangover 1, one more dick. It was, <laughs> okay, you, you could say that. It was It was just in a different setting. That's all it was. It was, it was more man penis in a different setting. Is there any other kind of penis? Like waving around, I mean, like for comedy, just, just, just effect, like, flapping in the breeze. Yeah, <laughs> like flapping. Like I mean, there wasn't, you know, more testosterone. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. more actual penis on screen, penis screen time. In okay, don't ruin it. In a different either, setting, because I just bought the Hangover One for two dollars. The Hangover One is great. Yeah, the Hangover One's great. And I feel like the ha- well, I think we had this conversation. I feel like the Hangover Three should have been the Hangover Two. Yeah. Then I would have yeah. appreciated the Hangover Two more. Yeah. So maybe watch it in that order. So watch so three and then two. So Sita hasn't even seen the first Hangover. No, no. I haven't. And you already ruined it for her by no, telling her how much how much penis she can see. I assumed there would be man parts in it, so I'm not like. Ruined. Can we talk about that for just one second? Y'all can. Go ahead. No, I just want to know why is it whenever there is wiener, it's only for comedy? How else should it be? I mean, I'm just saying, like, women nudity, female nudity is never used for the sake of comedy. Not all the time. Almost never. It would be a porno. If it weren't for comedy, it would would be considered a porno. Otherwise, it's got to be used for comedy or it's not like an actual movie. No, no, no. That people can go to. I'm not saying like I need to see guys doing it, but I'm saying like they just show women walking around naked all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just men being nude equals porn. Because other than Terminator, I guess. No offense. Well, that's but they don't no even show anything. Yeah, they don't even show anything. No offense, but to any men, but <laughs> <laughs> the male form is comical within itself from the waist down. I mean, I agree with that. I'm so, not going to say that's not true, Don. So, I, I, I'm, I am really <laughs> listening. Pornography or comedy is there's no in between. There's, there's no, no middle. other choice. I mean, that's why. I feel like they show female nudity just to change scenes sometimes, a non sequitur. Like yeah, it's just <laughs> turn the page with boobs. Yeah, <laughs> like, like whatever. But I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't argue with that. But you can have a scene with boobs out just out and that's the whole scene like they're just on a topless beach and nobody cares because it's art <laughs> that's why art <laughs> white man made you look like a fool ain't no surprise to me all the greatest basketball players have always been white still are larry bernie dirt in the whiskey oh sure he ugly as hell on the face but he is white as rice have you seen that new show almost human 
almost human. Mm-hmm. It's a new show on Fox. It just um, it just started a couple of weeks ago. It's um, yeah, it's kind of a late season starter. Yeah. It's about um, a police officer who is. What's the guy's name? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I love him from Star Trek and from Lord of the Rings. And he plays a police officer who gets paired up with an android partner played by Michael Ely, an android with feelings. <laughs> have you seen it? I have. And you know what? It's really good. Like, it's surprisingly really good. Uh-oh. Like, surprisingly good. I didn't expect anything. All right. Let's, let, let's, let's get the girls' roundtable on this show. <laughs> now... We do not want this to be a Michael Ely fan club review, okay? No, no, no. It's All right. It's a good show. Like, the special effects are surprisingly decent for network television, and it's set in the future. You know, the story in itself is, you know, interesting in that um, total recall kind of way. And I think it's just very well executed. Yeah. It's, it's actually more of a – I thought about it. An iRobot. Because uh, Carl Urban's character has a – um, he has like, he has a fake bionic yeah bionic leg and he distrusts technology and he you know in a robot robocop kind of way like he was put out of commission for a few months like he was in a coma he was in a coma and then they brought him back to the forest after he came out of his coma and he's everybody's paired up with these partners but he the reason for his accident he felt was because of his robot partner and so now they've paired him up with a piece of technology, but this one, I guess Michael Ely's character is obsolete technology because he has feelings mm-hmm. and the robots with feelings were going nuts like normal people. And so they just decommissioned them and somehow he's the only one left, but it's actually a really well executed show for Fox. Like they were using them to work on the space station, like outer space. Yeah. Like, getting them away yeah. from people yeah. <laughs> because they were flipping out. So d- does it look like it has a lasting appeal? If the writers stay pretty well on track, yes. yeah, because it's got really decent actors. You know, they're doing a good job. The material so far has been very compelling. Um, we'll just have to see if it continues to be. I mean, Fox does have a tendency to pull the plug on shows that are fan favorites because they don't meet up to these insane expectations that they have for them. Oh yeah. So. It might be another Firefly where we only get 14 stellar episodes and then it's gone, and then people complain for 20 years. True. <laughs> oh yeah, people will complain. <laughs> right, I'm still I'm still sad about Firefly. Like that was heartbreaking. But well, speaking of Fox shows, did you see what they did on Family Guy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They killed Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Which, as upset as my niece is about that. She's. I am really very upset about that. <laughs> Because, to me, see, when it comes to animation, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can do, literally, you can do anything, you know? Absolutely. You, 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 mean, you, you, can, you can go with the storyline and then have the next second, you can make it a dream or whatever, whatever, and people will buy it because it's animation, you know? Right. In animation, you, you can have a talking dog. You can have the status quo for 25 years, yeah. like... And and it works in animation. So to right. me, I, I didn't understand the necessity for killing off a character who is a number one within that family, probably the smartest, the most sane, 
Mm-hmm. And when it's him and Stewie, when they have their adventures, I mean, they do musicals, for Christ's sake. The chemistry between those two characters was something that I think the show is going to miss. It, 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 it was when it was just those two episodes doing their craziness. Yeah. Those were the best Blue ones. Island, they're, they're kind of like... Um, Sinatra Jr. <laughs> yeah, then when they met up with Frank Sinatra Jr. It, it just, it was like those old movies with, um, oh, man, why am I totally blanking? With, like, uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Yeah. I mean, it, it I, I did not understand the need, like, why, unless, are your ratings slipping so much that you need to do something that, um... That drastic? That drastic, I... I don't think so, think because he's got a for a new show. Like, yeah. Seth MacFarlane has another show that's going to take over the animation block. So I don't think Family Guy was slipping. I think it's a terrible much. idea. I'm just like, I, to me... Here's ugh. why I think it's a terrible idea. One, I think it was lazy. Yes. I think it was a super lazy attempt to shake things up and get people talking about Family Guy again. And I just think that was incredibly lazy. Two, Brian, for that show, serves as the audience's perspective into the craziness of that family and that town and the show in general. Like, Brian was us. And to take that away from the show leaves nothing but characters that are unrelatable. Who are we supposed to relate to now to view this family? Yeah. Just from a writing standpoint. I'll agree with that one. It was, oh, God, it was such a terrible idea. It was just, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, see how the new dog goes? I don't know. I hope people hate the dog, and I hope they have to go back <laughs> and make that a, a dream sequence, that whatever season they give the dog, you know, like they do like Dallas. It was right. all a dream. All a dream. Well, I know he's scheduled for um, six, he's got at least six episodes happening. So maybe they'll just, after mid-season, they'll... Let Stewie have access to his enriched plutonium, and he can create another time machine and go back and make that not happen. Because it's not even like it was a money thing. Because Seth MacFarlane was the voice of Brian, so it wasn't even like they needed to cut costs anywhere. I, who knows? I'm just not feeling it. Not feeling it at all. No. And I think I read somewhere they might be bringing Cleveland back. The Cleveland show. No, Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland, back, back to Family Guy. Oh, that's right. Which uh, I've heard that as a ratings grab to the killing off Brian. Yeah, I would have gone for that more so, even though I'm thinking, well, I mean, he has his own show. I don't see why. But to me, you know, if if you had a little cross-pollination of the two animated shows, I'm like, yeah, there's no big deal. You know? I don't know if Cleveland, I think maybe that show is going off the air. Could be. I don't know if it's doing as well as Family Guy or any of the other. Well, the thing is, you know, Family Guy, the Cleveland show, and, like, American Dad, Mm -hmm. they're all so similar, you know. They are basically the same show. Right. It's like all the shows, they're they're like, they have the same chassis underneath it, the same guts. They're just different covers on them, you know. Right. It's a different render. Yeah. (laughs) They just put different animation skin on them and call it a different thing. So it's just like watching the same show, just with different a different family every time. See, that was the thing that made Futurama so great, I think. was It was a completely different show from The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Very different. And The Simpsons is still going. Good Lord. 
Yeah. Like, they kill off a character because the character... Well, they were planning on killing off a major character. I'm wondering who it is now that um, the woman who played Mrs. Krabappel actually dies. Yeah, well, so she, she... Yeah, she'll have to leave at some point unless they get somebody to replace her, but... I don't. I think for them, the best thing to do is don't don't do that. Don't go cheap. Just end the series properly. Just have a final episode and just let it let it live on in syndication. Hey, 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 what's going on here? What's going on over there? Oh, just two niggas killing each other. Proceed. Do you hear that door opening and closing? Oh and yeah. Opening and closing. Okay, well, we'll wait a second then. Um, do you see the sisters? here to she's going to be quiet and not be a part of the show but <laughs> does she want to no no <laughs> i mean maybe we she, no is she sure she's she's not in here yet <laughs> i'm just like she's 15 but maybe i don't know if she's seen the hunger games catching fire might have a teenager perspective on that but uh <laughs> they're not usually the most eloquent people but they try and this really was important they try. Is that her? Is she in now? Yeah, the door's opening and closing again, so we'll... We'll ask her. Have you seen um, Catching Fire? He wants to know if you want to be a part of this episode, if you want to have voice your thoughts, or you can just send me... We don't have that much uh, left to do, like maybe another 20, 30 minutes. No. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Don't be scared. It's just the three of us now, the four of us. Just 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 sit her down. And the tens of people. What's her name? <laughs> what's, her, what's her name? What name are you going by these days? What's her name? Nalia. Nalia? Mm-hmm. All right. Nalia? Yes. Okay. Have you seen the latest... Hunger Games movie, Catching Fire. Yes. Okay. What did you think of it? It was good. All right. Now, when you say it was good, <laughs> what was good about it? Um, I don't know. It was just good. Okay. We're going to try this one more time to leave. <laughs> All right. This should be a new segment. Ask a teenager. Ask a teenager. We need just a little more description here. So, is it? What was the story? Cool. Was there a lot of action? Did it? Was was it? Did it? Was it always? Was there a love story that you liked? Was there some cute boy in there that you were like, oh, he's nice? I mean, come on now. Yeah, Gail. Yeah. Okay, Gail. He's a dude, right? Yeah. Okay. I just said that. I'm sorry. I said Hemsworth dude, and she's agreeing. So oh, I was okay. just <laughs> All right, we're working. I think of his first name. We'll just... Liam Hemsworth. Liam. So, okay. so Nalia like Gail. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You sound scared. Like something's gonna bite you. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Now, what did does Gail die at the end of this movie? No. Okay. He survives. Yes. Is he a they good, all survive. Yeah, okay, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Good. He's good. Okay, all right. Does he does he have a girlfriend in the movie? Does he does he do yeah. something in? The, okay, he, he does. He does. Yeah. All right. Now, what does Gail do in this movie that you like so much? 
Or does he just stand there looking cute with like his shirt off or something like that? Uh, uh, the fact that he protected Katniss's family. Yeah. All right. So Gail's a good guy. He's a hero. Yeah. Okay. So, so to recap. Revolutionary, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a revolutionary. Okay. Yeah. But, but to recap, it's Nalia, right? Yeah. Nalia liked Catching Fire. It was good because of Gale. And because he's, he's a hero because he protected Katniss's family. Am, am I right? She's nodding. She's nodding. Okay. This is not TV. I, I got to hear a voice. I, I can't hear. I can't hear you nod. So that's going to be Nalia's review for Catching Fire. <laughs> How many stars would you give it out of five? Mm-hmm. Uh, five. Five out of five. She she thought it was the perfect movie yeah. because of Gail. Was there anything wrong with the movie that you didn't like or you wish they had changed? I want to know what happened to, um, what's his name? Um, um, Santa? No. Um, the other one, that was, uh, Peter. Yeah, Peter. I want to know what happened to him. Well, we don't know what happened to him. I still, I just want to know what happened to him. Okay. So it's a five out of five because it left it on the cliffhanger that was compelling enough to want to see the next movie. So is it safe to say <laughs> is it safe to say Nalia you're going to see the next Hunger Games movie? Yes. Okay. You know what? I think this concludes our let's ask a teenager segment. <laughs> let's, let's give it up for Nalia. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is she still there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is radio. She's not going anywhere. Okay, that's She's cool. just gonna sit quietly and text. She leaves and I leave. That, that was. We, we need some more teenagers. We have to do more of that because <laughs> they, when you put them on the spot, boy, they just talk away. You know, you should do ask a preteen. Ask a preteen. If you want some talking. Oh, that's true. That's we, true. We have one of those. She's not here right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, we get like a good eight or nine-year-old. Ooh, mm-hmm. look. The talking just won't stop. All right, all right. My name is Uncle Ruckus, volunteer corrections officer. Next stop, Willie Harden Maximum Security Prison. Now, you white chillin', be prepared. This is going to be like a trip to the zoo. But do not worry. Your Uncle Ruckus will protect you. And as for you Negroes, well, this just going to be like a trip to the future. So it should be exciting for everybody. Come on aboard. Ms. Stewart, did you, uh, by any chance, watch those movies we had talked about last time? What movies did we talk about last time? We talked about, uh, Cobra, uh, Over the Top. No, because I've been here. You didn't pack them up and bring them with you? They're Mark's movies. I'm not going to take his movies. I should have, because there's nothing to do here. See? See, Sita, have you seen any of those movies? No, I still haven't seen. I've seen Cobra. That was the only one I'd seen. I haven't seen Over the Top, and I haven't seen. What was the other one we talked about? I wrote it down. Uh, uh, Lock Up. Lock Up. Yeah. No. Has Sita seen any of these movies? Have you seen? I have no idea what you're talking about. So no. No. Nope. nope. These are man movies. These are '80s man movies with Stallone. Oh, and... '80s men. No, mm-hmm. I wasn't into like the '80s action. '80s action. I'm, I'm into. I was into like. 
maybe 90, mid to late 90s action in, in, you know, in recent, but. No. Oh, you are missing out, woman. <laughs> you don't know the foundation of where 90s action came from. I know. I know, yeah. I know where it came from, but, I, you know, I, I'll watch them if I see them on. But I won't, like, go out there. I don't know what to go out there and just grab. Now, I've seen some 70s action, like Dolomite and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Classic. Shaft goes to Africa. Classic. Oh, I love a Shaft movie. Black Caesar. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched part of it. I wasn't able to get through of The Black Godfather. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Foxy Brown. Come on now. Foxy Brown. Pam Greer was bad. She was bad. She was a bad woman. I love how movies from the 70s, and I've noticed this before, 70s and early 80s, the, I don't know, something about the dialogue seems more like people are just saying stuff to fill space. Like, I don't know if it's dialogue or if it's improv or, or it, it's I think weird. It's a, bit, it's a bit more exposition-y, you know? No, no, no. No, it's it's like... I was watching The Exorcist the other day, and there's a scene with Reagan, and she's coming to set or something to see her mom, and they're just like, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Oh, that's great. And But it's kind of like not really – the scene's not about that, so it's kind of quiet. Yeah. But it's not loud enough to where you know this dialogue matters, but it's mm-hmm. loud enough that you hear everything they say, and it's completely mundane, like real life tends to be. But it, it just it, – it seems really odd because movies today don't do that. Yeah, it. I obviously it was, it was just a an editing and stylistic choice of the time for whatever reason. Space filler. Space fillers, you know. Go, go figure. To make the movie seem more real, maybe I don't know. I, I think yeah, I would have to go along with that. I, I think that's right. Get Sita to watch some of this old Stallone, because then she'll realize what real action is. Cobra. What? <laughs> you <laughs> wow nigga what you want I want you over my house cutting my grass like you supposed to be well too bad for you cause I just took another job and even though they don't pay hardly nothing working for white folks look way better on my resume damn it this is the fourth week in a row you cancel on me the yard looks like a jungle well Tim Chim you three vine swingers should feel right at home I'll be there when the white man don't need me no more. And let this be yet another reminder that no matter how much money you got, you still just a nigga. Well, now we've come to the end of the show, and we have to thank our, our special guest, Sita. Thank you so much for being in North Carolina. We are very welcome. Uh, I guess we'll we'll be doing this again uh, next Thanksgiving? Or maybe Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, whenever she wants to call in, by all means, we can use the extra female perspective. Because Don has twice the testosterone. Yeah, it has to be balanced. Yeah. Exactly. I, <laughs> it just comes through the mic. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But now we're going to have to do our thank yous, as we always do. And, of course, it's ladies first. Miss Stewart? Oh, wow. I let's see who do I want to thank today for everything that's been made possible I mean I really don't think that that I could be where I am today without I have to thank her again but um 
but Miley Cyrus. And, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, being brave enough to sing that song with the crying kitten gift in the background, just, you know, it's just like little things. It's like little things, like every day, you know, letting you know that, yeah, you can you can do this. You, you can you can get up to the level of being ratchet too. Mhm. Mhm. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sita, do you have any thank yous? Um. Let's see. I'm gonna have to say my animals and other people's animals because that's my actual job. Oh. Job for me. Nice. And my personal animals for giving me probably a better outlook on life life than I should have. <laughs> I'm not a total basket case because of them. So I'd have to say that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep mine in the spirit of the holidays. So I'm gonna thank uh I'm gonna thank some turkey, ham and stuffing. <laughs> good lord that was good. <laughs> I'm gonna thank the postman I'm going to thank the dude over at the CVS. Help me out there. The real Postman or the Kevin Costner movie? Both. Okay. I'm going to thank Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. I'm going to thank my laptop over there for staying true to me. But most important of all, I'm going to thank the man behind all this who helped create it, George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Invitations open, Mr. Clooney. Whenever you want to come by, you're more than welcome to. But also going to thank everybody out there for listening. You know, uh, again, you can get a hold of us on iTunes. Just look up TCAD, T-C-A-D, in the search box, and we'll pop up. You can also find us on HipCast.com. Do the same thing. Put in TCAD, and our podcast will show up. If you want to get in touch with us, send us email, any comments, questions, suggestions, or anything. Uh, we're at tcadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, oh, wait a second. Before we run out of here, really quick, uh, I think Sita has a little uh, Hollywood story for us. I know she does. And I know she's worked. She, she's been on the set. Come on. Come on, girl. Share it. Um, let me think. Oh, um, I guess the best one. And of course, you know, you sign that waiver and you're probably not supposed to talk, but it's not, you know, it's not like behind the scenes, behind the scenes where it's all important. But, um, I really, really wanted to see Orlando Jones in action. Uh-huh. And I finally did. He is hilarious on set. I have to say that. Um, watching him do some little jiggle dance. And this is Sleepy Hollow. You you were This is Sleepy Yeah, this is Sleepy Hollow. What, what were you doing on Sleepy Hollow? Right here in, right here in Wilmington. Um I was sitting in that particular scene I was just sitting. You okay, you were an extra on Sleepy Hollow. I was an extra. Okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. Gotcha. And uh yeah, I'll leave the, the acting to the real actors, you know. So um but I was just sitting in a scene, background, total background. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's always seems, you know, except for those rare moments. But and I just got to see him do his crazy dancing and kind of fussing out the director, like mock fussing out the directors, and mm-hmm. and which is always hilarious. And he always seems so serious, but I know he's joking, and everybody around him knows he's joking, so they don't say they're like whatever, 
you know. So he's pleasant on set. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. He's 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 a really cool guy. He doesn't talk to us extras because he can't talk to us extras. You know, I think I think they tell them as much as they tell us not to talk to the actors. Don't talk to the talent. Right. But he looked my way. And your eyes met. That was it. <laughs> you know. smile. Did he smile back? I think he did. He was too busy focusing and getting his makeup retouched and, you know. So, I, you know, I didn't care. I just wanted to see him in person, which is pretty much my goal. I don't want to get anybody's autograph. I don't want to get in pictures with anybody, really. That's all, you know. I'm simple. Very easily pleased. So, just to be in, to say I've I've seen him, I've been in a scene with him, I've been in proximity to them, close proximity, and that's pretty much it for me. I, I like, but Orlando Jones was the one that I was hoping for because when they filmed in Salisbury, which is three hours away, I was like, hmm, can I drive three hours? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Orlando Jones is not worth a three-hour mm, drive. I don't think he was worth it, no. <laughs> Uh, Keith Hamilton Cobb, which I like to say a shout out to him. He is worth a three hour. He is worth a twelve hour drive. Keith Hamilton Cobb is worth the drive. Just for me to be like, right? Oh my goodness. Okay, oh whatever. Lord. I'll put it <laughs> that that, that will be for the next one. You, you can you yeah. can call in for the next one, and you can have the the Keith Hamilton fan corner. Boom! Yeah. All yours. <laughs> So again, you can find us on iTunes and on hipcast.com. Just type in TCAD in the podcast section. We'll come up. Again, any uh, questions, comments, suggestions, TCADpodcast at gmail.com. Love to have them. We'll read them on air. Um, I, I, I think that's all. Uh, hope you have a good rest of your evening, Ms. Stewart. You too, Mr. Chambers. Sita, it was a pleasure meeting you. And you as well. It was fun. Uh, anytime you want to come back on, just give us a call. Let us know. All right. Sounds cool. All right. And we will see you people later. Peace. Uh-huh. Children's admiration is important to you? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Well, I doubt they ever admired you, Bob. Hey, asshole. Aren't you supposed to be consoling me? I'm not a shrink, Bob. I'm a wake-up call. You know why kids love athletes? I don't know, because they screw lingerie models. No, that's why we love athletes. Kids love athletes because they follow their dreams. Well, I can't dunk. No, but you can cook. What are you talking about? Your resume says that you minored in French culinary arts. Most students, they're working the fryer at KFC, but you bust tables at Il Picador to support yourself. And then you get out of college, and you come and you work here. How much did they first pay you to give up on your dreams? 27 grand a year. And when were you going to stop and come back and do what makes you happy? Good question. I see guys who work at the same company for their entire lives, guys exactly like you. They clock in, they clock out, and they never have a moment of happiness. You have an opportunity here, Bob. This is a rebirth. Now, if not for you, do it for your children.